It's a good show. Hi, this is your old friend Dave Alvin, and right this second, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your pal Andras Jones. One, two, one, two, three, four. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Last big end. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones. And for seven musical divinations, we have... Been hanging with Bad in Bed, lead singer, songwriter, Mary Kobayashi, and her compatriots in the badness of bedness. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> True. Hello. And uh, it's been it's been a wild and woolly adventure. We lost we lost a we lost a man. We lost Brian. I'm sorry, Brian. And uh, that's that that happens. He he is he's also kind of got ghosted. And that's a reference back to the to our last musical divination with Jeremy, who's been playing the guitar here with Mary. Yo. And uh, and now we come to Mary's question. We have one song left on the board. The last song is "Fucking A." I love saying the title of this song. <laughs> it will. This will not end up in one of our syndicated episodes that gets broadcast in uh, on terrestrial radio because. That would just be too many words. I would have to duck down in the levels, but uh, but here he is. Here you are for your paper fetishing need, fetishist needs. Here's Mary's question. Oh, yeah, it feels so good. And uh, let's see what this question is. What question is going to be answered by fucking A? Why am I so impatient? Ironic. Wait, was your handwriting that hard to read? Yeah. No, I was, uh, oh, I was just messing with her. <laughs> it worked out. Um, I don't think this cord is working, so we might just have to do a guitar. Uh, oh, no, no, we'll, we'll get it. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. See? I'm like, well, it's not working. I'm going to go home. Ready? Oh, wait. So we do it the same way where you start and then I come in? Oh, yeah. I guess we'll do it like okay. that. Okay. Okay. So uh, one, two. One, two, three, four. Fucking A, I want you so bad. I want your inside my brain fucking a i need you so bad i need that throat to scream out my name fucking a i like you so much i like the things you like and i like you fucking a i need you so bad why can't i be right inside of you you know that i want you want you you do know that i want you want you you know that i want you want you you know that I touch you you know I 
so although my understanding to your conduct is based fucking a i need you so that i need to see a smile upon your face fucking a i like you so much i'm willing to seek out any avenue fucking a i need you so bad why can't i be always next to you you know that i want you want you you do know that i want you to want you you know that i want you want you you know that i want to kiss and touch you was fucking A, an impatient answer to a question about why am I so impatient from Mary Kobayashi. Now you get to gaze into the mirror of your own <sighs> muse Finally. for your answer. So that was, uh, I thought that was a pretty, pretty great answer to that question. It's a very impatient song. Yeah. It's the oldest song of ours. I actually, it's the only song I wrote before we met. I was young and way more impatient than I am now. And, yeah, it, you know, it's about uh, liking so much that you want to be inside their body. Yeah. Not in a gross way. Well, in, like, in, like, a wearing their skin way. That's grosser than the way I think you meant. <laughs> uh, no, I thought you meant, like, like, sex or something. No, Actually, I didn't mean it. You said it. Right. I thought you thought I thought that you thought. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think that's... Okay, I'm not going to get into which is creepier. It's a song about Leatherface from Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. When you get a crush on someone, you turn into Leatherface yeah. from Texas, Texas is a Chainsaw theme. Massacre. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, if that's but if that's what really goes on there, I would say we had to revisit the Martha's question about dating in Texas. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to have to move to Texas, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, so, Jeremy, you're here. You've, you've been with us this whole time. You know Mary pretty well. What do you think about that as the answer to the question? Well, uh, about about uh, fucking A? As, as the answer to her question to about and why is she so impatient? Why do you think she's so impatient? I don't know if I regard you as impatient. <laughs> we lived together, so yeah. that's a huge maybe, compliment. Maybe that was part of it. I don't know. I think, or maybe because we lived together, my... Um, I'll almost use the word tolerance, which sounds bad. No, but, like, my sort of – my chemistry of, like, being around you was, like, forcibly adjusted. Yeah, his you know? gauge is broken because he... of me is what he's trying to say. <laughs> I feel like when you when you, when you make the decision to share a space with somebody, I think um, you automatically adjust your 
thresholds yeah. for mm-hmm. certain things. And I feel like we never really butt heads living yeah. together. It's a good way to put it. On top of like spending time, not that we spend too much time as a band, but you know, like just the time playing and what, recording or whatever. Yeah. We never Have you ever really... toured as a band? No. no. Just played a lot. Just mo- pretty much all local. I, mean, I don't think we've ever played a show outside of LA. No. I don't think. Just Pasadena. Is it a goal? <laughs> yeah, we want to. Uh, yes. Yeah. And where do you feel like your impatience shows up? The, well, obviously, oh my God. not in your relationship with Jeremy. Obviously not. Jeremy has no complaints. Um, uh, you must not have many complaints about him. If no. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jeremy, like, if I would never even get impatient with Jeremy anyway because he's the most efficient person on planet Earth. I wish that were true. He sets a high standard for other people. see how fast he people. said that? Yeah. Efficient, yeah. Yeah, high standard. Um, road rage. Uh, I feel like my okay. Like I'm not afraid of confrontation, and I'm impatient, but I'm not mean. So a lot of my time is spelt, spent feeling guilty. You know, like. But you're not afraid of confrontation. No, but I also like don't want to make people feel bad. But when you're not afraid of confrontation, you make people feel bad a lot. Tell me about it. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Because, like, even saying something to a friend, like, you know, they're like, I'm going to Venmo you for this. And they forget for weeks. If you Mm -hmm. say, hey, can you Venmo me that money? Like, that is, like, brutal. For some people. Would it be brutal for you? No. I mean, I wouldn't forget. Right. But, you know, but just, like, saying I mean, very basic. Every, everyone forgets something sometimes. I mean, people, like, lock their kids in their car. They don't think you're going to do that. But people, for you know, everyone forgets True. some stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Are you, <laughs> are you thinking about the time that you locked your child in the car? No. <laughs> I was thinking of a time that someone said they had a crush on a very famous actor and someone said... Oh, yeah, I was having lunch at a restaurant once, and he came in and started talking to us, and 20 minutes later, his kid came inside because they had been left in the car at, like, eight years old or something. Oh, no. Who was the actor? Jason Bateman. (laughs) I want to believe that that's true. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true? I I appreciate how specific and quick that answer was. It's not true. It's It's not Jason Bateman? No. It was Justine Bateman. Yeah. That's all I can say about that matter. So that's. I just want to be clear. We are definitely saying that that was like we we put it. We, we Jason Bateman doesn't leave his kids in the car as far as we know. No, he would never do that. That's why I said him. It Some, was someone else, right? Yeah. Some other actor is who's who is abusive to their children, and you're protecting them. <laughs> he just forgot. You know, it happens. People forget to Venmo me twenty bucks. You leave your kid in the car. Whatever. Yes. So. <laughs> You have patience for some of these things and impatience. So what are the things so – I'm just trying to get a, a beat on where the, your impatience – like that you experience yourself as an impatient person. Because I also have been – I've been working with you on setting this show up and you seem very easy to work with and, you know, you, Thanks, maybe guys. it's because you are you – are resp- you're a responsible person. I'm, I take this very seriously. So it's fun to work with yep. someone who takes – communication seriously so i appreciate that so where does where do you feel like is it just people who are like who are are you impatient with things that you should be feel like you are reasonably Um, impatient about i guess like the most interesting thing to talk about would be the fact that like i am 
you know, like I said in the episode before this, very impatient about like dating stuff. And if someone does something that I perceive as um, a slight, I just, I'm like, well, I'm done. And like, maybe that's not right. I don't know. But yeah, like romantic stuff, I'm pretty impatient. The song fucking A is all about like, yeah, let's like live together right now. And if someone said, like if you sang the song to someone and they said, thank you. Or, oh, God. I would call the police. <laughs> well, right you know, I, I just not to bring it back to what I was babbling about before. Oh, but um, the reason why I asked the question of myself is that like when you're talking about impatience, that's part of it. Like there's. There's so much talk anyway yeah. about about like how so, maybe social media or or online dating is making us all have these like insane standards where it's like next like it takes yeah. not mm-hmm. much like, oh you didn't hold the door for me next mm-hmm. you know everyone's just next 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 and looking for any excuse to just be like where's the next yeah and you and I are both the kind of people that if someone takes more than like two weeks to set a date with us we're like well you don't like me enough but it's like they don't even know you yet like I just had a date with someone who. We had been trying to make a date for months, like maybe like two or three. I don't know. But like at some point we just stopped talking because both of us were like, all right, it's just embarrassing now. Like that we're both like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. And then I uh, found, well, I'm going to Seattle for the summer. So I found out that that could happen. And um, well, I didn't, but whatever. That's Um, what happens when that out. (laughs) No, it's okay. I mean, I am going for the summer, but I'm coming back for work, undeniably, in June. Uh, but um, I texted him because I was like, I have nothing to lose now. And I was like, do you want to get together? And he was like, yeah. So we got together. We had a really great time. You know, it was a really great date. Like, it, and it was someone that I had written off as like, like if I wasn't going to Seattle for the summer, I would not have texted him. And I'm not saying like we're going to get, like yeah. it's going to work out. But it was better than some dates I've been on for, with guys who have been quick and stuff mm-hmm. but you know this guy had shit to do i had shit to do we were strangers so we didn't make each other a priority that's not necessarily a bad thing so but when you talk about like people being busy i've run into that lately with people that i've tried to sort of express that i'm interested especially like i don't know not to bring general general or uh, generals or bullshit anyway but i just feel like we're still in a world where the guy like has to make a little bit more of the effort maybe i'm wrong but that's just like yeah maybe i'm old-fashioned that way but that's just how it is and i i get that even though it's like i feel like with each passing year it's more begrudging to me <laughs> or maybe it means that with each passing year I probably should be trying fucking harder but anyway wait so you uh, resent that um having to be the one um well i just in my brain i feel like i sometimes want to be met halfway whatever the fuck that yeah. means and you know um, I don't think I'm unreasonable in terms of like what that means to me or I just don't want to feel like I'm constantly tapping someone on the shoulder like virtually or whatever. But hey, you know, you get... <laughs> because yeah, people, you know, you mentioned people get busy. And it's true. You know, yeah. and even with as lackadaisical as my schedule schedule can be, sometimes it, I'll, it'll randomly be busy and things don't line up. But yeah, um, I, I just that that is my biggest um, fear right now that if I am interested in somebody to feel like I'm constantly tapping on their shoulder. But then the, the adverse effect of that is that I'm not, maybe I'm not trying hard enough. That's why I asked that. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Sorry, I mean to digress. For no. Fear. No, it's interesting. 
or maybe it's a different kind of try or something. What yeah. do you say when you when you write someone? Uh, I usually you're like, what are you doing Thursday? A, no, I usually have a specific thing in mind that I think they would be interested in, or and you know, I try to be as specific as possible because I don't I I know that other people don't want to do this and I don't want to do this. Like just send a vague line out and you know had this whole back and forth and said I want to be like are you interested in this thing on this specific day at this specific time and Mm. if not then maybe another thing or whatever or what's your schedule for around that time I'm I want to I'm kind of trying to weave these two because we're we're sort of Mm. no 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 (laughs) it totally makes sense because you're both you know if someone if everyone stayed in the room for the Next person's question, everyone would be doing this because yeah. uh, that's just the way the show works. But if someone approached you with the intensity of the fucking A song, how would you take it? Uh, in the past, I've taken it well. Um, it, context is really important. It has to be the right person, the right time, <laughs> right? You know, it can't just be anyone. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it has to be the right person. They're coming at at it with that intensity for the right reasons which i'm not always right about that but like when i i was raised in montana and when i was there if a guy was confident enough to come at you like that it's like it wasn't a red flag in certain cities i feel like it's more of a red flag when people come at you like that it's just like population you know like so... in a, it's more like a, like if someone just coming up you rant you're at a bar and someone is randomly like you're the hottest person here that was creepy but if you're in a town in montana where there's some stakes to that like someone's coming up to you in a place where every like everyone knows everyone and they're like i like you yeah 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 yeah. exactly you really feel like you really like me like not just like you're just this crazy person you know because there are so many women in los angeles i started dating someone in montana because he wouldn't stop showing up on my doorstep like just waiting when I got home. I didn't. And that didn't weird me out. But it's like there's a different like it's if you have the confidence to come at it like that and it's not coming from like the vast hole inside yourself, like fill me, you know, um, you can kind of sense that. I don't know. You had a r- radar for between neediness and enthusiasm. I think I do. <laughs> I hope I do. It's, it's I don't know. Tough sometimes. Well, like, I mean, well, go, yeah. so that. But now coming from the other side, like you were talking about the 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 guys feeling like they have to initiate it. Yeah. I'll just say for myself, the idea of putting yourself out that much, the I am, I guess, and I don't know, maybe you relate. Uh, I would so much rather be. I would rather I would Test rather the waters. No, I would rather not be I would rather not talk to to someone than be perceived as a threat as a danger or a threat or Yeah, creepy. that's a new thing. Yeah. And you but it's I grew up in I grew up in Olympia, Washington. I've been raised in the world of angry feminists my whole life. Okay, yeah. So I've always yeah, yeah. had that thing. And so I've almost all you know most of the people I've been with have been people who initiated towards yeah. me or like made it very clear that they were interested as well and then I could I could show it. So I completely relate. Are you a crazy magnet? Am I a crazy magnet? <laughs> yeah. Because I I don't know I don't know about your face is saying yes. I don't want to insult anyone. <laughs> I don't want to insult the the, the many women who <laughs> 
<laughs> who I have, and, and they're definitely listening. <laughs> who I have said, you're fucking crazy, too. Um, because I, that's also a cliche, is men calling women crazy. And, I, you know, so I don't want to, like... Sure. I but I I I would say that I have I've attracted crazy of both genders in and out of romance. Yeah. Um I just find that yeah. my guy friends who say shit like that have own have dated a lot of crazy people. Yeah. Who, who are women because they're straight men, but they're like I don't like to pursue people, like I need to be sure someone likes me. It's like women like I for example will never you're never going to be sure until like you know, three dates in or even two, but like before the first date, I don't think it's healthy to like show someone that you're sure. And that's contrary to the fucking A song. Yeah. Maybe I'm sexist. What do you think of the, the people using the term uh, spark in regards to meeting somebody? Like there's a spark. Yeah. I think that's real. Yeah. Yeah. I go back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of dumb, but it's also like your subconscious mind can recognize shit like body language and fashion choices and the words someone chooses. And, you know, you sometimes you're right off of shit like that. And it's fun to be judgmental. Uh, well, let's leave it on that. And now with on that note, <laughs> is it fun to be oh, no. judgmental? Obviously, yes. I, uh, I guess maybe. I just am, but I don't think it's fun. I think. <laughs> I guess you know it's fun to be judgmental. I feel like it's fun to be judgmental when there's agreement. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I, my favorite. I love having conversations with people who, like, I'll use the example of a band, someone who really loves a band, and then we can be highly critical of that. <laughs> In this way that is like, you know this thing and I know this thing and let's argue about which part of it is good and which, you know, mm-hmm. like being judgmental that way feels like good. Right. Yeah. And it, But there's also this the part of it that's like that's sort of maybe that that separates you from the world. I don't know. For yeah. me, that that's where you know, it's just like creating lots of stories because a lot of the things we make judgments up, up, up about are are untrue. Mm-hmm. And we just we and then we act we treat them like they're the truth. Yeah, and it's a really great great way to keep yourself too safe. You know the Jack story? No. <clears throat> so my my grandfather used to tell me this. He's like, so it's a, there's a guy driving you know he's driving out on this lonely highway. He's, he has a flat tire, and he sees a farmhouse a couple miles away. He's like, okay, well, I'll just walk and he's walking there. He thinks, well, I'll walk there and I'll see if I can borrow a Jack. Maybe they'll have a Jack. That'd be great. You know, so be there possible they might want something in exchange for that i guess that's reasonable but they could totally try and take advantage of me i mean i could i'm out here on my own i guess they could charge me a hundred bucks to try and charge me a thousand bucks you know who you know i don't know what you know and then you mm-hmm. knock 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 hello you could keep your fucking jack <laughs> <laughs> and that's i feel good. like we do that's like this metaphor uh, of like i do that i since my grandfather told me the story i've been i witnessed my brain doing that all the time yeah is like build, like i'll just be running the stories stories until i really believe that's the truth and then i go and interact with this person it's like you have a bad dream about someone and then you blame them for the thing that happened in the dream and that's ludicrous and i've actually had <laughs> someone do that to me but mm-hmm. even more so 
when you haven't you don't even have the excuse that you were dreaming yeah. you're just doing that in your head yeah. and yeah. you know that's so when you say judgment is fun uh it, it, i my own experience of my own judgment is that it can be uh troublesome yeah i mean impa- i can get impatient with my story. own yeah no that's true and like often you're wrong about what you think you know like yeah. often when you think someone's like gonna screw you like it's it's just like their own insecurities and you're using your ins- own insecurities as a like as a way to judge how they're treating you or something i don't know yeah i just find that i'm wrong so often it's a good thing to know yeah i've ta- i talk about it a lot on the show it's like that the the goal of the show is to foster intelligence which i define as the state of not of being willing to not know even about things mm-hmm. that you know to remain in the inquiry what's this thing even things that you know are true but how are they true that's yeah. tough it's hard Intelli- yeah because people want control and they want to plan our brains that's we do our brains want to know that this mm-hmm. is the way it is. What a fucked up animal. <laughs> Think of dolphins walking around being like, I have to do this today and this today, and in five years I have yeah. to have this job. We're sick on the virus of language, but you know, that's <laughs> what we have. I just like to think of animals that paint. They're out there. That's fun to think about. <laughs> because oh, yeah. sometimes we, I, I feel like we're <laughs> we maybe we're the only creatures burdened with this creative subjective bullshit, but then I picture a cat with a paintbrush and it's paws or do, do cats they paint? do that or is that a fake book that i saw yeah i think like you're making monkeys or there's certain there, animals there are that not like... there aren't they're monkeys paint but they're <laughs> cats don't paint cats don't paint <laughs> <laughs> they have they don't have the opposable thumbs it's gotta have the opposable thumbs i mean when you're talking about judgment and then like in regards to like music and things <laughs> like that just thinking about your taste i always pretty much my whole life was totally confident in my taste but like now not weirdly not so much like, I'm actually starting to question my own taste, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, it's happening now, and I don't know. That's cool. It is a good thing. Is it? Yeah. I like songs that I thought were really stupid in, like, college or something, and my first thought is, like, well, I'm getting dumber. I'm losing some IQ points, but really it's probably just, like, I'm less judgmental, and it's a good song, you mm. know? I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of good songs... We've heard a lot of them tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you some better, but oh no, you played them great. You played them perfectly. And if you didn't, then you did because you played them after the show and put those in there, <laughs> so no one needs to know. Except they do now. Uh, you just have to guess which ones were played perfectly at the time and which ones were play- played perfectly All after. All of them. None um, of them. So uh, perfection is a drag. I bet the like so. monkey who paints is like, God, that's shit. <laughs> It's because oh. it's because he's painting with his own feces. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, he's Jackson Pollocking it. Just yeah. So, uh, but it's been great. Thank I you. know the show tomorrow is going to be fantastic, and we're all regretting that we weren't there. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, and I'm going to be posting copious links to cool. Bad and Beds. So, you know all your different web places yeah. where you can find bad and bed hopefully where you can buy stuff yes and where we want to see the you know we'll, we'll watch video people are, when, by the end of this by the time you're listening to this you are a bad and bed fan and 
Uh, whether you are bad in bed, what what is what's going on? I'm doing a slow clap because you're our new manager. <laughs> and I felt bad that I didn't clap. Well, I just watched you clap. Sorry. And uh, and okay. and I know I've had a blast. I the uh, the instinct paid off. I you know I gotta say and I'm gonna say something. I just the thing that so my controlling my thing that I wanted like and this never works out. I was like, I was so hoping you were going to ask Amy Mann to be on our show. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. She wouldn't have been able to do it. That's okay. I know. That's I'm, I, if I, I didn't say it all this. My the hardest thing for me is to. I, one of the lessons I learned was not to ask people to invite the person that I most want them to invite. Yeah. Because it never works out, and it ends up making things uncomfortable. And but if I don't say it afterwards, then there's still a chance now that you might play it for her. Hi, Amy. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you on our show. Uh, but I'm. I, but that's one of those things. You meet. You might be impressed with someone because of one thing. Then you get to know. You go out on that first date with them. Yeah. Then you get to know. You're like, oh, I like you because you write on the show. But now I get to meet you, and oh, this is fun. This is really cool. I really like you too, and your yes. friend Gary too. Thanks. He's fun. He was a good guy. Yeah. I liked his question. I really loved his question. I loved all the guests you Me invited. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna invite Amy, but then she's doing another podcast by herself tonight. Really? Because she's trying to make a podcast. She's trying to. She's making her own podcast with Ted Leo. I think they're gonna start making it. I would listen to an Amy yeah, Man podcast. It's like they're. It's the first day they're just trying it out. I think, but like. It's good that I didn't ask her because he was supposed to get in last night and a lot of flights got canceled last night, so he's in tonight and like they're doing it tonight, you know? So yeah. she would have had to cancel on us. And then no Martha Kelly. And that's and it's it's great. I mean and mm-hmm. also they'd come here and they'd see our beautiful studio and they'd get they'd go in to wherever they were gonna go and then feel bad about it. So <laughs> I don't wanna make them feel bad. Wow. <laughs> you are a very kind and generous soul. It's it's star I mean, Starburns, it's the best it's the best voiceover studio in Los Angeles. Okay. I, <laughs> I like this. Space. It's pretty good. Play it cool, but I love it. It's pretty good. Jeremy, stop trying to make peace between Look us. Look at these mics. <laughs> Delicious. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a, it's been a blast. Yes, and I had a blast. I've, I've loved the music, and I've, I've really enjoyed your guests. I'm gonna have a lot of fun editing this. Not editing stuff out, but I some shows I look forward to editing more than others. Yeah, uh, I believe you, and I take that as a huge compliment because yeah. I edit podcasts myself. Yeah, so thank you. If, uh, Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. I hope you had fun, too. Oh, it's an audio form. I just waved at you. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Then thanks to all of the guests who participated. Thanks to our engineer, Brendan. Yeah. Was Thank you. Thank you, Brendan. Kept the, the energy high about <laughs> there. Living off of the snacks. <laughs> You've been eating some of those snacks? Good. And uh, and uh, thanks, Starburns, for letting us do this here. And I want to encourage you who listen to this, please subscribe. If you just listen to this because this is the first one you've listened to and you're a fan of Bad in Bed, please check out our other episodes. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave nice comments. Do all that. And, yeah, if you have friends who love music and synchronicity, please share this with them. Because, you know, everyone has that one friend who's always reading meanings into lyrics and wanting to talk about it. And uh, now we'll take them off your hands. Uh, And so until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Nice.
You're on Stitcher too? Yeah. I should have plugged my podcast with on Stitcher. You just did. I, I just put that in at the I just dropped that in at the very okay. end. Yeah. I have a podcast on Stitcher. If you already are listening to this on Stitcher, also listen to John Levenstein's retirement party. John Levenstein's retirement, re- retirement party. party. It's the longest name for a podcast ever. It's a very good podcast. Excellent. I'm looking forward to checking it out.